We sit back and watch for the bullshit. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, one, two. Welcome to BS with Brian Simpson episode 19, or is it 21 of them? It don't matter. It's going to be there. 19, 20, whatever. I'm your host, Brian Simpson. Um, you know, I normally don't have guests, but this is something I'm, I'm going to keep trying to do. Um, right now, I got a special guest, uh, my homeboy Shiloh Meets World. He's a uh, New York-born, L.A.-based rapper, uh, I think on the verge of, uh, of getting big pro- real soon here. Um, but what's going on, Shiloh? How you doing, man? My boy. Thank you for having me on here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. Chopping it up for a minute about stuff, so it's definitely to come and do this with you. Yeah, where, where? Sure, what, what's man. going on? Man, uh, ready to drop this, this this music, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to have your music in the intro or the outro or both. Fuck, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, man, I just signed, a, signed my deal. When did you move to Los Angeles? Uh, I moved to Los Angeles uh, 2014. Okay, wow, wow. And how you how do you what how you feel about the transition of coming out here? Man, uh I don't necessarily don't have too many feels about it. I just I knew it was gonna be a process regardless. I ain't know nobody out here. I didn't know a single person, you know. And it's crazy with this whole uh <laughs> shout out to my nigga Soldier Boy, all this shit he going on. nobody can say they flew me out, no funny <laughs> shit like that. You know, like right, they, right. they flew me out or they put me on. Like I came here hundred dollars in my pocket, knew one person. 2014, you know, living weekly basically <clears throat> until now. It's 2019. So. Yeah, that's what you got. That's, that's kind of what I did. I just came. I just came. It's like, yo, I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, got to. I mean, yeah. I feel like being from New York. I love where I'm from. I love all places in the world. I, I got a chance to see a lot of different places, especially in this country. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I really love where I'm from. But like, to see myself or to like, you know. I met. A, I had a point where I was like, "Damn, son, this is quiet." You know, like if I don't get up out this situation, like I won't have the life that I want. And, yeah. and as much as New York, I love New York City. You know what I mean? I love all the shit that's been offered. You can do everything in that city. You can do everything in there. Everything is for you. But I just, for me, I was like, "Damn, I got to get out right now because I seen a role and I wasn't trying to trying to do it that way." So I, I left. Literally, just ticket. I'm out here. Been here since now. You know what I, what I what I think is is funny too is <clears throat> a lot of people complain about LA being fake, right? Like all the fake shit is like, or Hollywood being fake. But also the dope shit is here too. I mean, it's inevitable going to be fake shit because yeah, it's yeah, money. Yeah, it's money, yeah. And, and you know what I mean? And it's inevitably going to be crazy people because it's fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the dope shit is here too. You just got to connect with the right people. It's not even not just, even the dope shit. It's the highest level of the dopest shit. Right. See, my thing is I play big games. Like, I, I could I could be anybody just really in New York, you know what I'm saying? And like, and it's a game there too, but that's the money side of shit, you know? But everything really is here. Everything starts here. So, like, yeah. I figure, like, fuck it. I'm a... Try my chances with the biggest lotto. You're going to try it that way. Instead of playing the small scratch-offs and shit, no, I'm going for the biggest shit. I'm going to yeah. put in the work for that because if I hit, I hit. <laughs> you can yeah. hit back home and be some local nigga. Legit. And I guess that pays my bills or whatever. But what I always envision for myself, I'm like, I'm, I'm moving to where the, where the shit is going down. And I wasn't even honest. I came because it was warm. It was cold when I left. You feel yeah. me? It was cold. I'm like, I gotta, I can't. I'm about to be in a shelter. Nigga. I'm about to have a crib. It's beginning of fucking February. It's freezing. I'm like, I got to go. I got a homie in L.A. Cool. I'm fucking, I'm there, bro. Let me see what's like. Yeah, because, <laughs> nigga, I'm trying to tell you, when I, because I was stationed out here years ago, 
and I got out the military in 2006. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in Oregon for a little bit, but 2007, I was back home and in um, Maryland. And, and I had been out here, I had already been out here for like five, six years. And I wasn't ready for that cold, bro. When that first winter came, yeah. I told my mama, hey, mama, if I lose, <laughs> if I lose this job, because at the time I had a job at the Pentagon, it was a good job, yeah. paid good, all that. But I was like, mom, and I had to get up at, I had to get up at five o'clock in the morning so I could get there on time. And so that's when it, so not only was it cold, but that's the coldest time, you know? And I'm like, mom, I ain't doing this shit. Like if I lose, ever lose this job, I'm leaving. And nigga, I got laid off. I got laid off in 2009. And uh, I want to say September. And, and the next day I was out here. I wasn't even bullshit. Next day. Yeah. The next day I was like, yo, I'm gone. <laughs> I wasn't playing no games. So as soon as I found out I was getting laid off, I already started laying the groundwork. You know? Nah. I always felt um your friends, your family can like uh unintentionally hold you back from things as well. That was also why I was like, I'm out. Yeah, because well, I, I didn't want nobody to have an opinion on what I'm doing with my life and how I need to get to what I need to get to. You know, um, I know what I can suffer. I know what I can put myself through. Not other people. Some yeah. people can't see you hit certain lows. It's like, nah, why are you doing this to yourself? You know? But like, I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need my mom worrying or, or calling me every day, even if I decide to do something. Because I was, I moved here originally to do film, you know? So I wasn't, when I was in New York, I wasn't even rapping. I was doing yeah. shit, acting and stuff, trying to do whatever I could do, you know? That damn show wasn't paying no bills. So my mom just having her like, yo, like, nigga, what the fuck is you, you know, I, I appreciate you trying to do something, but nigga, like, that's not really cutting it. So I'm like, I, I got to have a clear mind, like not have anyone in my ear because this is a hard thing to do what we do, you know, to do something that's not really conventional. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not only is it not the conventional, it's not even fathomable for most people. It don't pay no bills. Dreams don't pay the bills. Even if you get a couple recognition or get a gig here, or get that, like until you can sustain your 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 um your your living from this shit that's when it's really you made it but it takes a long way to get to that shit so i just felt like i needed for me to be able to do this what i'm doing now like i have to be completely on my own said i'm coming here i knew i didn't know anyone that never bothered me i was like fuck it i figured it out it's about me anyway it's about my life the best for me is gonna be the best for anybody that comes to my to my life my mom my family back home so that's how that's that's kind of the main reason and when I got here that's when music started to become prevalent like what oh this is actually what I'm doing I'm like I'm not about to be at Central Casting and doing the extra work whatever I got to figure out because found my homie we started producing shit and it was actually kind of cool and being LA the type of everyone's at your kind of fingertip in a sense it was certain niggas that's like in other fields like actors and shit that my my boy was cool with they like yo this shit is hard I'm like nigga you like this shit Okay. Okay. Now, but ever since then, I'm like, I bet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny you say your family can hold you back sometimes, because I feel like well, it's more, uh, it's more accurately, it's like your your connection to your family, right, can hold mm-hmm. you back, but also I feel like that it can hold you back creatively, too. Like well, at least at least in my world, in the stand up world, is like I feel like a lot of st- a lot of stand ups have that barrier of. It's like somebody in your life where you like, oh, what if they hear this? Mm-hmm. Or I can't like it's it's in you, it's in you, and it's trying to come out, but mm-hmm. you're afraid of how it's going to be interpreted by that person, by your mom or your yeah, wife no, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so it holds you back from just put 
from just being true to yourself. I remember we had a conversation before we were speaking in uh, uh, in the backyard. We were speaking about some shit. You were talking about uh, about the truth, about how sometimes you put out your truth, and if it's about your parents or something like that, they may take it like they may be mad or upset about this shit. That that's when, yeah. I, when you say that, that's what I think about because like it's it's now that I'm I'm in a position where I can put my thoughts and my art into a piece where people can hear it. It's like not everybody's gonna like the shit that I'm saying. You nah. know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna be like yo. Why you say that about me or, or whatever the case is. But <laughs> right. it's like, nigga, this is... Even though I never voiced it in my actual life, this is my freedom to say it now. And yeah. even things about my mom and uh, like and, and nothing bad about my I love my mother. But, you know, there could be things about how I see from my point of view about how our relationship may be, yeah. you know? How my relationship is with people. Because I never want to bash motherfuckers unless it's like all calls out for it. But it's, it's going to be interesting to, to hear... Uh, their 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 like point of view on what they think my truth is because like if I was to stay around in a certain environment I would imagine that shit would be hard to make art and 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 be like still under someone's thumb and yeah. it's like you talking about them in a way you can't and, and bro I've had conversations with my parents or my aunts and uncles or whatever and I remember some shit and they like that's not how that happened I'm like, like yes it is it is yeah you know right or or or, or they or they like damn you remember that. It's like something they didn't think I would ever even think about, you know? Because nah. I feel like you, you only got, like, 10 or 15, like, strong memories from when you was a baby, you know, from when you were, like, three, four, five years old. But them shits is burned in your head. You nah, know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, 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 but yeah, it's, it's about, to me, it's about just not having that filter of, and, and you might, it, like, once it come out, you might want to correct it, or you might uh, want to wanna walk it back. But just being afraid to just let it come out. That shit holds back a lot of people because I I watch a lot of artists. They they hit that curve. They hit that. They get over that hump and with that understanding with that person that whoever it might be, mm-hmm. and then they and then they level up. Like their art form just takes just goes to the next level because now they got it's like they the shackles are off. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's it's funny you bring that up, but um, but right now a lot of a lot of comedies under attack. For uh, and and rap is next, nigga. Actually, rap was first. Rap was under attack first. Yeah, when they try. But I don't like that. Let me tell you, I don't like that. The fact that comedians are that this 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 where we live in the state, the state that we live in with this shit. Because I'm gonna tell you, as a as a just as a person, as a as a black man, period. Like most of my life, I was inspired by comedians as well. You know what I'm saying? As because they're they're. Are they articulate in their own way as rappers almost in a sense they have a certain flow in the way they do shit like bro I'm inspired by like Keenan Irvin Wayans the Wayans Martin Lawrence you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm inspired like that's what I like I consider like for me like I'm laughing at the same shit no matter what I can watch this shit and I'm laughing at it and I remember being a kid and seeing if whoever hosted the VMAs or some shit how crazy they were and it was like you it's expected it's okay you know and it's like I feel like comedians if you can see with all uh, uh, that we see in, in the public eye, most of them are probably, they have the most range out of almost any actor. Most of you see, they do some serious role and shit. And you're like, hold up. Because to have that level of laughter, that level of like humor in you, you know what I'm saying? You have a lot of pain as well. Yeah. yeah. So that shit, you know, and, and like to be able to, to strip that from a person because people are too sensitive. Or, you know, like that shit I don't like because... Yeah, rap went through it, but like this shit is like it's it's comedy, you know. The comedy, the the art of of this has been around longer than rap. 
and music. Yeah. So for people to not have that platform anymore in a sense where it's like, this is what I do. Well, I just think it's easy. You know what it is, too, is there's this... It's, it's this new idea now because every time I every time I argue with one of my activist friends because because I my whole thing is like a lot of people aren't really activists they they're narcissists and they use activism as Bro, a, like, no yeah as an excuse right yeah. so it's like so it's like your your activist your narcissist your activism is a vehicle for your narcissism that's some people so it's like people come with this they come with these like pre-packaged responses to things right so when you tell them. You know, when you when you if you if I was to say to one of the, to a, to one of my activist friends what you just said about comedy, their response would be, "All I'm asking you to do is to not punch down, punch up, not down, right?" But and that sound good. It's one of those things yeah, that sound yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But but the truth of the matter is, there's no up or down. Because what you when you say that, what you're saying is there are people that are beyond ridicule, beyond scrutiny, and that's not true. Comedians don't have an up or down. It's what's in front of me. I, mm-hmm. We punch at what's in front of us. And if it's ridiculous, I'm going to point it out. It's like, just because you belong to some marginalized group don't mean you can't be an asshole. Exactly. Right? It's like, just because you got one arm or you or you decided that or, or you've been a woman this whole time or whatever, that doesn't mean that you can't be a piece of shit and I can't point it out. You know, it, per- perfect example with like, um, with like uh, Caitlyn Jenner, right? When, when Caitlyn was Bruce... Everybody was making fun of that motherfucker. Then Bruce was like, well, I'm a woman. Well, it's like, you still the same person, Bruce. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you still a rich, uh, spoiled motherfucker with no perspective on the rest of, you know? So it's like, I, here's another thing too. Comedians don't decide what's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like, it's like I make fun of somebody that you feel sorry for or I make fun of some group that you feel bad for. It's like, and you think that I made you think that was funny. And it's like, no, you told me it was funny by laughing. Mm-hmm. You laughed at what I said because it's true in your mind. You know what I mean? So like, we don't decide what's funny. We explore and, and the audience tells us what's funny. It's like, like people are mad right now. People are mad about the Chappelle, uh, the old Chappelle sketch because of the R. Kelly documentary. Yeah. People are mad at that old, when he made the P.O.U. They're video. Choosing to, but the thing is, they're choosing to be mad now. Exactly. Because the thing is to be mad what, what, because like this shit has been around. Like I said, that, exactly. that was what? 05, 06 or some shit. 04 right. maybe. 04, well, the, uh, I think the Chappelle thing was like, yeah, 05. But, like, but, it, but it's also like, that, that, I mean, that, that's that was a reflection of what society was back then. It was funny back then because that's where we were. Yeah. It's like Chappelle didn't make it funny. He saw that it was funny and put the sketch out. It's yeah. like we, and so maybe, and, and I don't know. I think people would still have laughed if that sketch came out today, or if that sketch came out two weeks ago before the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. People would have still laughed. I don't at know, because I don't know, man. The way the way everything is now, it's like you know, people. It, the thing about it is, like, I'm not saying everybody is fake or everyone is some wishy washy shit, but like. This the way the norm is now. Like you gotta be on some flip flop shit quick. Like a word, you got off this. Okay, I gotta be off. Like you just that's the way. Right. Now everyone's meshing that shit where it's like everyone wants to be politically correct on that because it's just that's just the way it be. Well, it's like it's well, it's like I don't think it's everyone. See, I think I think on, Not everyone online there's trends. Yeah, and you got if you wanna up if you wanna keep up your online status, you gotta keep up with the trends. But I don't get involved with none of that shit. You wanna know anything about anything going on in the world? How I feel? You gotta be with me in person to know about that exactly. shit. I don't show yeah. no face on none of that stuff because, like, bro, it don't matter what I feel or what <laughs> I think. 
on this. <laughs> when motherfuckers be really like, they just want people want to see you choose a side. So once you just choose any side, they can just attack you. And some people want to fuck with you. My thing is, it ain't, it ain't, it doesn't you, matter. You know what you never hear a motherfucker say? Man, I don't know. I don't know shit about that. I don't know enough. Because there's some shit, you ain't smart enough. about. You don't exactly. know enough about it to be talking about it. In no official capacity. Like, why do you have to have a, why do you have to have an opinion? Exactly. You don't. You know, you, exactly. It's like, but but nowadays people are trying to kind of try to put you in a corner where it's like, oh, if you're not with us, you're against us. Silence, basically, is awesome. yeah, bro. Like the narcissism thing of this activism shit now, like, is what is really kind of scary because it's like people are blatantly like you can see are either riding a wave of something, um, taking advantage of a situation. Like, how do I know you deeply care about this? situation that happened how do i know that you really what you say that you're standing up for how do i know that you're really down for that cause you may say the shit you may parade it around or whatever the case is because we live in this digital age where like i do this and that but how do i know you really feel that way how we don't we don't that's, so, yeah that's my point the internet is fake right like i said the internet is so fake you could you could make three profiles and be arguing with yourself yeah and nobody will even know but so it's like but but a lot of people are at that point where where what happens online is more real to them than what happens in real life. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like my nigga, you could be, you could be out there at the soup kitchens feeding the homeless every day. And you haven't posted about it online. And, and it'd be a motherfucker that posts about it every day. Yeah. And they think that they doing more for the cause than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they they think because they never see you post about it, you ain't shit. It's like when I see people, like when you see sometimes on social media, you see niggas like handing out shit to niggas. Like you see like a rapper or somebody and you see someone like, you know, videotaping him, like give out whatever. Like you'll see some shit, you know? Niggas know what I'm talking about. And like you'll have people in the comments be like, yo, like, you know, some people like, yo, why you got to videotape this shit? And you got some people like, yo... I rather I want to see this. We need to see more of this on the on the you know on on social media and all that shit. And I'm just like, if you're really gonna do it, you don't need to tape it. <laughs> I don't care who you are, bro. If you're right. really gonna do it, you don't tape it. It's but, not. It's like it's something about it when you just gotta pull out a camera to do something that just says it's like ah, uh, it's like you're doing it for a gain of something instead of just right. doing it for the cause. Because you know? what it is is they want. They care more about being seen See, doing it exactly. than they do about doing exactly. it. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you could go to the hospital and just give shit to the but but here's another thing though. Here's another here's the other side of that is if you don't if you're not public about it, and then you fuck up somehow, right? Then people will go, here's the thing you didn't know about Shallow. He was doing this and this for the kids and doing this and this and no one will give a fuck because they already got their teeth in your controversy. I mean, yeah. Because that's what a that's what a publicist is gonna tell you. Yeah. When you start when you get out here and start getting on the people in your ear, your publicists and your management and all that, they're gonna be telling you to post about it. You know? I I try to just like I I feel like everything that I'm supposed to do, I'm gonna do the right way, you know, and that yeah. in the sense that like if a situation was like that, what happened? Like, I don't. It wouldn't. But if it was to happen, like you know, because I'm with you, my nigga. Like, I don't. I don't see the need. The only thing I'm trying to post online is jokes or my work. Oh yeah, my work, my work. You that's know? it. My, you don't. I don't even, bro. I'm. I don't even be liking shit on Instagram. I don't even type. I don't do nothing because I don't like yo, bro. Like, I just if 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 I see it, I see it. I like it. Whatever the case is in my mind. 
But I don't like, I just want to put my music out on social media and put the shit that I, that I need, a little small stuff for people, but nothing crazy. I don't like, it's, it's because, not because I'm like on some fuck the gram or fuck social media. Nah, I love this shit. I'm part of this generation where this shit is cool, you know, but I mm-hmm. see how a lot of people are just caught up in the wrong way. Well, it's, well, it's a drug. It's a drug that's we we haven't. We this is the first generation. We don't know. We don't have rules. We don't have ethics about behind it. You know, I mean, it's just like when they when they first invented cars and niggas first started driving. It was like you could just drive drunk. Nobody gave a fuck. It wasn't no lines in the street or nothing. You know, because yeah. it, it wasn't no. There were no rules. Like, we had to make them up as we. You know, so we this is the wild west of the internet right now. But it, but but it, I don't like what I see. But it's still not a bad thing. And, f- and here's another thing, too. For some people, the, the social media is all they have. Exactly. Their life is so miserable exactly. and shitty and meaningless exactly. to them that all they have is their online but, persona. Let me tell you, I realized that in, in myself because, you know, the last five years that I've been here now, I've been working on just music and really working on that, like, wholeheartedly that. I, I remember when having Instagram when it was just I was on Instagram when it was just for iPhone users. You feel me? Fucking 2010, 2011. Like if you ain't have a motherfucking iPhone, you ain't you. You didn't have a gram. I didn't know that. Have a gram, yeah. Then like 2013, I think around that time they 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 integrated with the Android and shit, and it was on both. But like I've been on it since then, and I can tell you how it was before. Like it was out. It was like you know that's what it was. The homies we was hanging out back in the city, back in Queens, hanging out with my niggas, whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? And and it was like, we used to find parties on Twitter and shit like that. And fucking being on the gram, it was lit. And like, I realized how much, it was the beginning of people starting to really put everything on front street, you know? Mm. But once I started, as that's going on, I became introverted in a sense to just start working on the music. I started seeing like, damn, like, this social media shit kind of just jumped out of nowhere on some funny shit. Like, you know what I mean? Where, where it's like, it really matters. And I'm like, hold up. And I start to see, you see it with your people and, and people you yeah. know and even close friends. You're like, don't on, nigga. It matters too much. Yo, I had you a friend. even like that. I had a friend, I had a friend of mine that, you know, I mean, we still close. We still homies. But I remember one time, I, I could tell by the way he said it to me that it's something that had been bothering him for a while. Yeah. But he was like, I, I forget what I said. I gave him some kind of compliment. And he was like, oh, yeah, then how come you don't follow me on Instagram? And I was like, nigga, what? Yeah. Like, what? I see you. I see you all the time. You at my house right now. Yeah, nigga. Like, like you, but you need me to follow you on Instagram. Yeah. For, for, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. It's like, be, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I go through that shit <laughs> even now with niggas. And I'm like, bro, like, with people, with anyone I meet, and it's like, dog. I'm here with you in person. We chilling. You you in the spot. You in my crib. I you in the session with me, or you here? I bring you here. Whatever the case is, like I don't have to follow you on Instagram. Yeah, it's not yeah. about that. You should actually shouldn't give a fuck about a follow. Because that's three years. That's to me. That's like three three levels removed. Like it, it's it's people that come to my house, people that got my phone number, mm-hmm. and people that follow me on social media, or our people I follow on social media. It's like. It's like if you if you if you in my house because Instagram is like it's like me not following your Instagram is not something that I'm doing on purpose. It just don't matter to me that much to where I didn't think it was that important. Yeah, I'm, like I'll do it, my nigga. I'll pull my phone out right now and follow you. But maybe the, or maybe not. Maybe I, I just don't. Want, that's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it's like it's not even that important. It's like I, I, yeah. the, our friendship don't is no different whether I'm following you because what happens if Instagram go out of business tomorrow? Tomorrow and it's new shit, bro. Yeah, it's like that's weird to me, but 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 I get it. I'm I'm just not. 
it's not my generation. Like, it's never going to be as important to me as it is to to some of the kids or some of the people that are younger than me or some of the people that are just swept up in it. You know what I mean? And, and it's But it's hard for me not to be judgmental about it. Like, especially when I see people doing shit like talking to dead people on there where they're like, yo, my, hey, grandpa, you died, you know, t- two years ago. Yeah, shit and, like that. People and, just want to be seen. My, I, yo, that type of shit, I don't have no sympathy for those type of shit. People it, be putting up stuff like, bro, keep that shit for yourself. Why, why, like, yeah. bro, you just want to be seen so people can send you some pity for something that's like, bro, we all lost people. Trust me. We all lost someone really dead to us, bro. Like, yo, I'm not going to, like, stuff like that, especially. Like, I'm not going to say you can't post a picture of no loved ones, but when people be putting like that, especially, like, you would have been this, blah, 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 bro. <laughs> Man, but it's, but it's like, who are you talking to? Who exactly? Who are you talking to? Unless you, <laughs> unless you, you believe they got to? Wi-Fi in heaven or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that. It's weird. It's weird to me. Girls having the public figure shit. That yeah. shit is the one that bothered me the most when these bitches be having like the public figure and all this other shit on the thing or they cash app and they shit and all this. I'm like, yo, it's yo people are both man. Like the time has changed, bro. Like, they cash app in your profile. Cash app in the profile. Send them pics. Send them, they, they send them pics because because they got their, Instagram made a breach. See, let me tell you what with with my bad with with uh really uh fucking up the game is the fact that the social media shit started making like just, just whack niggas just thrive to where like who you think is posting none of these girls pictures and shit like that. Who do you think <laughs> is sending them cash apps for a fucking nude and shit and all this type of stuff? It makes it to where the average person, the average girl can be on some like thotty shit and right. not feel like I'm a I'm a hoe or anything like that. Like literally you got girls they PayPal, they cash app, they this, they that and the fourth. I'm not even mad at it. I'm not mad, but I'm just saying it's just like, yo, this is blatantly like on the gram now. Like it's common. Right. It's right. common to see this shit on there. Like, wait, this nigga's really sending you bread just for nothing. These are followers Sending, sending you bread for pics, pics when it's free porn out there. Exactly. On the same internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why you sending? <laughs> I, but you, that's a whole other thing. It's like, it don't have to make sense to me, but I feel like maybe it's just that like a porn star is impersonal to them. And somebody they, they follow every day, like, bitch, they see what you eat for breakfast. They know your dog's name. They haven't seen your titties. You know, and they want to. Yeah, they want to. They, it's some. It's, it's weird shit. Like you see, where we stepping into that virtual shit and all this other funny stuff, man. So like, people, there's a lot of. It's just I don't know, man. I've always been an in game nigga. Like I do shit in life. So like when and, and when it comes down to we all in the same room doing shit, I'm I'm gonna stand out and do what the fuck I gotta do. I don't gotta be behind no screen. I don't gotta be on this. I don't gotta have no blue check on none of that because when it's when we in the same room. That's where it all matters. Are you ready for that, though? Are you ready? Because ultimately, it's like, I, f- I feel like a, lo- a lot of people come out here and they want they want fame without caring about what they get famous for. Yeah. Or they want they want fame, because fame is necessary in, in, in if you're in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Right? But a lot of people don't understand exactly th- that the, that fame is not a good thing. Or no, it, yeah. You know, like, because you don't know how it's going to affect you as a person, right? And, I, like, I saw... um. Uh, Mike Tyson was on Joe Rogan podcast today, okay. and he was talking. I gotta check about, that out, yo, nigga, it was dope. I check that out, and and um, and he was just talking about how it, how when he was that nineteen twenty year old world champ, like that shit is a blur to him. He ain't even that person when he talk when he talks about that Mike Tyson. He it, to me anyway, 
it sounds like he talking about another person. Yeah, yeah, like it ain't even him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and it's like, and and the way he the way he's like disgusted with that guy. Yeah, where he's like when he looks at the pic when he looks at the videos and like it's nostalgia for me because I'm like I'm looking at Superman. Yeah, yeah. But to him, him, he's like, look at this. Because he knows knows what was really going on in the head of that guy. And we just see this amazing motherfucker that no one could fuck with, you know? And and fame fucked him up. You know what I mean? He He went from nothing to the biggest shit in the world, and it fucked his head up. It made him crazy, you know? I feel like... I feel like everything's about a balance, and I can't control nothing that's in the head of me, you know? I just know that, like, um, I I I understand my walk now, my journey with where I'm at to to kind of handle shit now. You know, before like three or four years ago, like we all put expectations on stuff. So like when I first decided to like, oh, I'm gonna rap and do this shit, I thought like maybe hey, I'll be on next month or this month or whatever. Anything could just happen. So like, I realized I wasn't ready at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, and why I say I feel ready now is just because like I know personally like the things what's important to me. See, I feel like when if the craft is not all the way important to you, I'm not saying that no one else is, but like if it's not really important to you, once that shit comes, it's it's a, a dangerous. I can see it. I see too many people. We hear too many stories of people, and it's like to, I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that I can't say that I'm gonna do this or not do this or do that because when it's in your shoes now, it's a different ball game when people are treating you different and trying to fucking just parade you or put you on a pedestal or whatever that may be but the only thing I'm trying to do is just keep the balance so just knowing that like yo man like what got me here was the music you know what I'm saying like just keep fucking staying in this shit cause it can't get hectic you know it can't get hectic in so many ways like I feel like LA is the one place where motherfuckers would you know give you drugs before they give you food you know what I'm saying <laughs> like your, your people would like literally before they offer you 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 starving you ain't got nothing in your stomach or whatever the case is like motherfucker would rather give you drugs and be, have no problem buying you a drink or buying you this before just giving you food or something like that you know you what I'm saying worry about that. Yeah. so imagine that times a thousand when you own and you got money in your pocket niggas know who you are and shit like that it's like motherfuckers is gonna be handing you everything that's supposed to make you disrupt it's my job not to take it or my job to navigate it the right way. Yeah, that's see that's the, to me that's the dangerous part is is the the more fame you get and it comes in little bits that sneak up on you. You know, it's like gaining weight or ha- or having an addiction is like the more you get little by little all the shit that will destroy you become e- more and more accessible. Yeah. Yeah, nigga, that is drugs. But like shitty food, nigga, bad habits, oh, all that. like all that. like the wrong people, just slowly start just whirling around you, you know. And I and I I've seen it happen to friends of mine, because they don't see it. They it, but they like they slowly losing themselves. Yeah. It's like they blow up, they get on, and they and they slowly start fading away and turning into this this uh, it's like the shell of themselves, you know. And it's just all they concerned about is. Is likes and engagements and Dumb fucking shit, yeah. uh, and, and 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 publicity and you need it. It's it's not I'm not gonna say it's dumb shit, but you need it. But I know one thing for me, like my, my thing that's gonna keep me going is the aggression. Where yeah. I want to get, I know it's gonna take some time. Even if I get there fast as hell, yeah. where I want to get is gonna take some time. So that aggression is what's gonna keep me away from that dumb shit. Like you know what I'm saying, honestly, yeah. because like and it's shit that I want to get into, fun shit. Like this could be fun shit, but like. 
there's a mission on hand, like, you know, as an artist, like, if you want to be taken, like, how do you want to be taken as, like, as a comedian, as a, as a rapper, as a singer, as an actress, as an actor, whatever the case is, like, yeah, one, the first step is obviously this shit is, like, you getting paid for it. People know that's just what you do. You get recognized for it. But how do you want to be recognized on the shit? Because yeah. we see people on shit every day. And their bills is paid. They living good. But we see them on shit. And sometimes we don't even take these niggas serious. You know what I mean? Like, how do you want to be... I want to be taking the utmost serious when it comes to this shit. Like, when people see me, like, you know, niggas is really like, oh, word. You, bro, I'm just... You, you inspired me to do this. So you inspired me to do that. And I want to get money from this shit. So that takes a certain level of aggression, a certain level of, of decisiveness, a certain level of a lot of things that don't involve fucking dealing with the dumb shit. And the niggas I see, for example, they around, they have fun, but I, but their track record speaks for themselves. So I could tell that they, they didn't stop working, you know what I mean? And the ones that like hang around, like you see a lot of artists, a lot of people, they always in front of your face because they have to be. Because they in the trap now. Because yeah. they on, you know who they are, but they can't move up. They can't go to the left or the right. So they got to just stay in front of you. Every day, they got to have... You know the wildest shit to me about the entertainment industry? Is, for the most part, the people with the most money ain't famous at all. Nope. You, you know what I mean? Like, the average person couldn't name them at all. But they the ones making the most money off, off of all of this. Yep. You know? I don't know who the fuck the CEO of... Uh, of any of these studios are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But they the ones making the most money. Is but who 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 fucking owns NBC? I don't know. I mean I could look it up probably. Yeah. But that motherfucker ain't famous. You know, I mean he his he's out there. His, yeah. his, you know, it ain't like he's a secret, but it's like the, Because we just entertain and make money. Like people understand there's there's people who are really making money. The people that fund the, the entertainment business, they don't make money from entertainment. The people that fund the shit. Like, you know, the money yeah. that goes into the labels, the money that goes into studios and shit like yeah. that, they come from other people at times. Well, I guess, I guess a, b- a better way of putting it is the entertainers make the least money from the entertainment industry. Basically. You know what I mean? It's like fighters make the least money from the fighting business. Yeah. You know? You get, people know who you are, you get the, but that, and that's what we're talking about. It comes with a, a good and a bad thing now. You know, because now you got people, I be feeling bad for like, you know, athletes and shit like that who basically work their whole life to get in that position and then like they're doing this for a living and all that but still the stakes for them are always just as high because they forgot niggas don't care about what you did last season it's like this season we need yeah. another one you know and that shit fans people coming at you doing this and that it's a lot of pressure for someone like bro I'm this is my job I'm just I've worked hard just to get here and like I gotta live the expectations we just brought, you know like it, it, the whole thing you put we put you 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 kind of know going in that you're taking away your basically your your life in a sense where like of having that freedom where people can't have their opinions like a motherfucker come up to you and be like yo nigga I'm tired of your jokes or your shit ain't funny no more or whatever the case is no matter how your day was no matter <laughs> mother anything happened something bad niggas don't care they can say whatever they want to you and you gotta kind of you gotta not respect it but you kind of gotta like that's what you signed that's what we all signed up for is yeah. is that part of I guess with, with the fame. Aspect. I mean, if you get to it, I'm trying to work to it. But you, uh, did you hear recently that um, um, Kyrie Irving called uh, called LeBron James? Yeah, yeah. And was like apologized to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. It, I, I, it was it was a big discussion at the barbershop. Like people, people fucking 
They like, yeah, <laughs> they like Kyrie coming to LA and all that shit. What they saying? Uh, saying that's what I would say. People say I don't think like I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Uh, they might hook up again, like like D Wade did, but, but you know that that's. I just like to see growth. I like to see growth in people, man. It's like that that take a big man. Not only because he the thing is he made he had already made the phone call. He didn't have to tell people about it. LeBron yeah. didn't. Yeah, but to, but to be like nah, because I you know. When he left LeBron, it was a very it was very public. Yeah, and so he just was like, "I'm a man up, and I'm a apologize yeah, yeah, public." Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, "Nigga, how you leaving LeBron?" But you know, Kyrie, I, Kyrie, nice. Kyrie, like going, I wanted to be the man. Yeah, basically, like like everyone, everyone wants. To, I mean, you should. So yeah, like you said, to be able to just say like, "Yeah, man," like nigga, I, I now understand what the fuck it takes to really, you know, because he got a chip. Got a chip with Braun. Now he's trying to get another chip on his own. You know what I'm saying? So he's basically in the situation. Braun had a chip when he went well, back to Cleveland. Th- well, so he, like, well, he realizing now, all he had to do when he was with LeBron was ball. He didn't have to lead. Now he realizing now, oh, I got to lead. But you can't lead. You There's no such thing as a leader with no followers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you can't make niggas follow you. Yeah, if you can't, yeah. You know, and, and, it, and you, it ain't automatic. You know, so you you got to lead by example. But I don't know what it's like to have, you know, have millionaires try to make them do shit. That's the thing. That's the I don't never thought like I bro. I grew up playing basketball. Always wanted to play like playing NBA. If you ask me, when I was like twelve, thirteen, like before I went to do my own being in the league. You know what I'm saying? I remember LeBron first got drafted. I was in fifth grade. You know what I'm saying? So I really love basketball. You know what I mean? But like I've always even. Thought like it's hard because niggas. I'm growing up. Niggas in high school don't listen to nobody. Niggas in college, you. Mm. Not, I'm not listening to no one. So you give a nigga some money, you feel me? Like bro, like I, n- I never, I never want to play on. basketball. I, <laughs> I, I remember running across the street. I used to live on MLK Avenue in Martin Luther King, uh, on MLK Avenue in in Washington D.C. When I was a little kid, and I remember, I don't know how old I was, six, seven years old, maybe a little younger, but my brother and my cousin. Ran across the street to uh, to play basketball. They was across the street at a basketball court, mm-hmm. and I went to run across the street to get over there with them and got hit by a car. Sheesh! And I was like, I'm good on basketball. Sheesh! Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm 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 good. I think I I was just never interested in it. Like I didn't decide it in my mind at that moment, but I just was never interested in it before that. It was already hard to me at the at the time because I was little and it's hard to dribble when you're little when you like tiny. Yeah, nah, nah. I fell in love with boy man, Allen Iverson, man. Bro, I fell in love with basketball. Yeah, I, see, I like yeah. I like personalities though. Iverson, I like I like his, I like who he was. Yeah, man. He, he from where I'm from, so it's like, and I like how he didn't he he didn't he didn't change up to try to be nothing, you know. It's just himself. He fucked his money up, probably. No, no, he no, he didn't fuck his money up. I don't think he, so. He said like somebody around him. He had a he had a he had an account. That he put all his shoe money in. Yeah, he couldn't touch it for like a while, for yeah. like some years. But now, AI man, and that culture, he's a culture of the NBA. The NBA is right now what it is because of Allen Iverson in the sense of like this. Like, that's all I'm gonna say on that. That's my nigga AI. Like, yeah, that you're right. right. I mean, not a, he didn't just influence NBA players. He influenced everybody. Yeah, all <laughs> all black athletes. Yeah, just just the way they the way that that you know they. He was the first one to come out tatted up. Cornrows, everything. Yeah, just yeah. Like, a lot of them guy. follow him, man. And he was nice. The thing about it, like that's the reason why, like, I, like you know, 
I ain't gonna say too much because it's like fucked up, but it's like, bro, like I was kind of, I was really hurt when it was like I couldn't couldn't see AI really lead the lead the way he was supposed to, you know, like because once his decline really hit, they just said niggas got rid to make sure he wasn't gonna get on another team and shit like that. I know he ain't want to come off the bench and shit like that, but personally, AI shouldn't retire at thirty six. You know what I'm saying? Like he shouldn't, not the way he did. No. He did too much, bro. Like he did too much, bro. He was like too much. And it was just, you know, it's not his fault. You got Kobe and Shaq and all these niggas. That's like really like it was a, a tough time. He's he was still playing. almost won one. But exactly, bro. Yeah. He still was. He still on that Sixers team where he did just this for the for his size. Everything about him just was just always inspiring for me, man. I won number three all my whole life. You know, what, high school. You know, every, you know what him. I always hate too about it is the way they did him with the with the way they do it because they still do it with this um with that clip where he's like. Talking about practice, yeah, practice, shit. and it's yeah. like that whole sto- that whole thing is completely out of context. Super. Where it's like his man had just died, that's why he didn't go to practice. Yeah, and and he was just saying practice ain't the most important thing. You know, he wasn't saying fuck yeah. practice. It's like we ain't talking about a game. Saying <laughs> I missed the game. We talking about practice. Right. It's like, come on, yeah, I feel it. But like, they, but they, 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 they always leave that part out because like, they wanted. That's the test was so. That's what's scary about a lot of shit, and why I'm I'm trying to be just. You got to be on point. It's a tough thing because we're human and we're not perfect. But like, you got to be on point because the way they want to shape narratives and shit. When you give your opportunity for other people to shape a narrative of your shit, they're going to take it for whatever way. What they think is cool, even if it's good, you know what I mean? It might even be the best part, but whatever they think is good, they're going to highlight it. And whatever they think is bad, they're going to definitely highlight that shit, but not put the subcontext of what it is. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that, that really is only that's scary to me about like what's coming next and just trying to like navigate that shit because like, I don't want people changing narratives and stuff and, and, and speaking on things that they don't want to speak of, but I can't control that shit. So the only thing I can't control is just trying to fucking stay away from that and just be on point. It's hard. I mean, it's definitely hard. Like I said, none of us is perfect, but nigga got to. Otherwise, they're going to, if you leave it to them, they're going to fucking give you any narrative. That's how I look at it, right. if you leave it to them. So I'm going to make sure that this shit is set straight. You're right, you're right. So, you know, I, I, um, I always in my podcast with uh, a little black history nugget. Yeah. You know? And um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rap you, but this is a letter. See, Martin Luther King, I never, I have never done, I never have done no mainstream people because everybody knows who they are, you know, yeah. but, but Martin Luther King, a lot of people misunderstand him. I was gonna save this for February, but whatever. A lot of people misunderstand him like he like they like they they act like him and Malcolm X are like diametrically opposed. Like like one is one, but Martin Luther King wasn't like Martin Luther King was a radical. You know what I mean? Like the FBI was trying to destroy him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, they didn't really admit it until after he was assassinated. But they was they had a file on him. They were afraid of him, like he was a terrorist or something. You mm-hmm. know. And uh, so I'm just gonna leave you with this quote he says, and I, I've used this before, but it's my favorite thing that he. I said, this is his letter from the Birmingham jail when he was in, uh, when he was uh, locked up in Birmingham. Um, but uh, he talks about he talks about the, god damn it, he talks about the the white moderate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so he says uh, this is his, he says uh, first I must confess that over the last few years I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have almost reached a regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the White Citizens Council or the Ku Klux Klan, 
but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your methods or of direct action, who paternalistically feels he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by the myth of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a more convenient season. That I mean, Martin Luther King was cold, nigga. like with yeah. the wordplay, like like he could have been a rapper or a poet or <laughs> all of that, you know. He but he what he's talking about is the is the is not the because this is what I find about being being in Los Angeles is that um, when I meet the woke people mm-hmm. a lot of them are the problem it's it's not like the overt racist or the hardcore republican person it's the motherfucker that that wants you to just be respectable you know in your you know it's, it's, it's like they you sitting there with somebody's foot on your neck and they want you to be like can you please instead of being like get the fuck off me they more focused on your reaction than they are to your oppression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm done. Anyway, that's what he talks about. MLK, look it up. Letter letter from the Birmingham jail. Um Shiloh, thanks for being my guest, man. You got an Instagram you want people to follow? Yeah, you can follow me at Shiloh Meets World. That's S-H-I-L-O-H. Yes, Meets World. That'll be in the show notes as well on Instagram. Um, and then you already know all my shit. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or uh, advice you want to ask me for, email me at bswithbrianthimson at gmail.com. Um, and I'll be performing this week at the Hollywood Improv.